Hello, John, my friend. How are you doing today? Hello, hello, hello. I'm doing okay. Uh, it's certainly been a day with nothing eventful happening. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a uneventful weekend, except for the oh, fervent that hope that, um, can you say you hope that the president, that uh, something happens to the president um, on, on our platform? I think it sure would be a shame if parody happened to person. I think that, man, it sure would suck if somebody had a disease and something bad happened to a person who had a disease. Yeah, hypothetically speaking, hypothetically let, let's speaking. say a person in Minecraft uh, contracted a disease that, that they downplayed for a few months, and, and there's a possibility that, that consequences are, are administered to said person. In Minecraft. In Minecraft, just so we're clear. This is not in real life. This is not a real person. This is a Minecraft player. Uh, you know, it sure would be pretty interesting if that happened. Uh, the entire landscape of, of politics as it is right now would shift, probably for the better. Uh, but I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Yeah, I'm trying not to get my hopes up either. <laughs> alright, alright. Um, speaking of Minecraft! <laughs> spe speaking of Minecraft, uh, what about it? What do you mean? What about it? Did you miss the Steve announcement? Were you? Oh yeah, Minecraft Steve's in Smash. Were you? Were you resident sleeper on that? Like, what's going on? Um, no, I'm not res. I I don't really care that much about Smash Nouns because like I have I don't own Smash Ultimate and oh, like L. I don't play a ton of Smash. Um, but I I think that it's awesome that Steve is in Smash because I know a ton of kids are going to love it and I think it's adorable. I'm one of those kids. I'm. <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm so excited about Steven in, in, in Minecraft. He looks in Minecraft, excuse me, in Smash. Uh, <laughs> particularly the, the Enderman skin. Manlet Enderman. Manlet Enderman is so funny, and I've seen so people, like, legitimately mad about it. Like, it, it's, it's so funny. It's the funniest <laughs> thing in Smash. One of the best things that you get by, like, not being on Twitter all day is, like, not having, is, like, not running up against, like, Smash anger. Yeah. Because <laughs> I heard about them, like, oh, that's funny, that's cool, and then I'm like, there's probably a million people who are ready to die and kill because of this. Yeah, you, you not being on Twitter, you kind of miss the fact that Steve broke Twitter. Uh, I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah you couldn't, uh, the, the feed was completely down for, for a little while. <laughs> Um, I, one of, one of my friends, uh, this weekend said that, um, if a person, if a thing happens to a person and Twitter doesn't go down, then it means that that person's political legacy is officially lesser than that of Minecraft Steve. Yeah. And I thought that was a really funny thought. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Uh, oh, I promised I was going to talk about Kingdom Hearts, uh, the start of this episode, Yeah, you, you promised that, like, ten minutes ago, before we started yeah, recording, I and... I didn't actually forget about it. those old theatrics. I tricked you. Oh, whoa, whoa, um, whoa! Um, uh, I don't think I've talked that much about my Kingdom Hearts 2 playthrough on, on air. I don't think... I think, think we keep that, like, off air. Uh, yeah, I don't think you've mentioned it, like, at all. Yeah, like, two weeks ago, uh, after we, d we finished recording, we were talking about, like, games, and I was talking about how, like... My roommate is a big Kingdom Hearts head, shout out Eduardo, um, and he was gonna push me to play Kingdom Hearts 2 at some point, so I have been playing Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, 
uh for a little bit now um the the thing that we're doing to well one I'm playing in a critical mode um because I've been told that's what I should do as a gamer and I have to say it's it's keeping it pretty fresh um but the other thing the other uh kind of tradition that uh Eduardo's carried over from his previous apartment is that when you play Kingdom Hearts two every time a character says Sora Donald and Goofy like all in line in a sentence you have to take a shot um what a <laughs> what a game that can kill you. Yes, it happens a lot. Um, so I was playing a little bit today, uh, and I I just did the first visit to Atlantica, which almost killed me. Yes. Um, not not because of the one time that somebody says Sora Donald Goofy, uh, but more so just because why would why would you design a rhythm game that has no where the rhythm you're supposed to hit the button has no bearing on the song. Uh. I've I've wondered that a lot. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, I could only the, the actual theming of the world wasn't too bad. Besides, I I really hate fish Sora. Yeah, um, yeah, it's bad. It's it sucks to look at. Uh, but the, the, I could only think about the um the Neil Cicerega, uh Little Mermaid comic. Um, <laughs> every time the the prince showed up on the screen, I was I I said like, did you know that Florian is the only fully evolved fire type Pokemon who could not learn Solar Beam? <laughs> if if you haven't looked up those Neil the Neil Sick um uh Little Mermaid comic, do yourself a favor and check it out. It's pretty good. Um, shout out shout out Neil. Shout out Neil. Yeah, come on the show sometime or don't. I don't know if you know anything about Homestuck. Um, the other thing, though, was that after we, after that, that was a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be, because I didn't have the magnet magic yet, so I could only do, like, one of the songs. Yeah. Um, but then we did the Pirates of the Caribbean world, and they say Sword Donald Goofy three times. And after the first one, I was like, okay, I have to, I am recording with John in, like, an hour, <laughs> and I can't, I can't have any more, because we have, we only have, like, 50 proof whiskey. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That... Or 100 proof whiskey, 20, like 50% whiskey. It's fucked uh, up. And so I decided I would just accumulate my debt and then pay it off later tonight. Um, but I have like three shots waiting for me because that world has so many cutscenes and they say so much shit in it. Yeah, we we can't let the first episode where someone, one of us comes on here drunk be a very kind of insignificant episode. We need a, like an occasion for that and we both have to be drunk. The occasion will be um, open bound. Open bound. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord, we're gonna need it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that's that's why Kingdom Hearts Two update. I'm enjoying it. It's pretty cool. It's so good. I I love the gameplay uh, of Kingdom Hearts Two. It's 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 really good. It's like the one Kingdom Hearts game that like has the most speedrunners in it. It's uh -huh. great. It it scratches this itch I have with video games where like. I really, really like it when a game can be, like, broken up into a bunch of... Like, Game of Wise can be broken up into, like, a bunch of deterministic encounters that you go through. Yeah. Um, like, Chrono Trigger is a good example of that, because that's an old RPG that has no random encounters. So, like, I can categorize in my head, like, every fight you have to go through in order. Yeah. And something about that, like, really appeals to me. And having Eduardo backseat me the whole time is like, okay, this fight you want to do this is, like... I, I would normally hate it, but I'm like, okay, this is cool. Good. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2, um, pretty cool, pretty cool. PS2 Johnny Depp is in my house and he won't leave. 
God. Uh, speaking of our kind of light reading today, do you want to get into it? Uh, why not? <laughs> it's the name of our show, after all. Um, Wait, what's the name of our show? Uh, Where we're, are we're we? are listening to a, a Homestuck podcast. Oh, that's right. That's where yeah. we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, where, uh, before we jump into the, like, what we had today, um, I wanted to say I went back and I looked at, like, the Easter egg stuff from the previous Flashes, and I don't, I, I brought this up to you uh, a couple days ago, yeah. um, over text, but something that, like, really caught me off guard was the Trickster Mode stuff in Past Carcat Wake Up is, like, Jenner, like, in Past Car Wake Up and, um, the Explore Village Flash is, for the most part, pretty light. It's, like, sprite comic shit, like, oh, here's, like, uh, someone in the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game style. But the thing that, like, totally caught me off guard is that when you do it in Past Carcat Wake Up, I forget what the, the command is, but you can look it up on the wiki. Um, or don't do that, because don't look at the Trickster Mode page on the wiki. Yeah. Um, the, one of the things that shows up is there's, like, a sprite edit of Riska turned into, like, a, a feminized John, and I was, like, totally, I was like, wait, okay, that's there, I guess. It's very interesting. Very, <laughs> much to think about, really. I, I, I would like to say you could probably apply a reading to that Easter egg. Yeah, and the thing about that is that that's been there, uh, when I saw that, I was like, that's been there since, like, this flash was added. Um, I am not of the can't, I'm not convinced that Hussey wanted to take the Egbert character in that direction from the start. Um, but it, it sure does go into the folder of like, huh, that's weird. It's, it's one of those Hussey coincidences. Like. He's very good at making those happen. Yeah, like the fact that Homestuck originally started on April 11th, but then he decided to push it to April 13th. And then because of that push uh, on the 20th anniversary of Homestuck, a meteor is going to pass by earth that, that could kill us if it happens to be caught in our orbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's there. Uh, we finally buried the go back and look at the trickster mode stuff. Um, does that for the time being, uh, it, continues to be increasingly irrelevant. Um I think that's that's like all I had uh for that. Um so I guess I will I guess I'll, we can go into what she had this week. Let's go. Yeah, yes! I felt like this week was was pretty light overall. Um, yeah, I started to feel that when I when I was finishing my notes. There's like a thing or two towards the end that's funny and I think worth talking about, but a lot of it is a uh, is, like, montages of things, and I suppose we'll, we'll get into that at the start. Yeah. Um, so first, so we leave off, uh, after that absolutely horrific sequence of Vriska's death, and then ascension to God-tierhood. Um, and we zoom out from that, uh, and we see, uh, at, on the, as it blinks out in the monitor, we see Snowman, uh, watching the monitor, escaping. Um, and she just she just kind of shows us her minus that she's there. Yeah, and... I when I when I saw this panel, I was like, didn't we see this panel already? <laughs> and uh, it's a it's kind of an echo of a past panel where she was still the Black Queen, and mm -hmm. and I guess it's it's just kind of showing that like she's Snowman now, and 
the way I interpret Even though we already knew that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I interpret this as this taking place like around the time that uh, Spade Slick is viewing Carcat, like at the end of the intermission. That mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's where I interpret this this taking place. Whatever is happening at the Trolls Exile time. Yeah. I, it's funny to me how like because Lord English is like kind of a looming threat over this comic and is now even like more of a tease because he actually didn't show up at the end of the trolls session. Yeah. Um that like the felt timeline has or the, the felt events of the first intermission have kind of become extremely extremely important and we are now just completely avoiding them uh at this point in the in the comic. Yeah. Shout out intermission skippers. Where yet? <laughs> Where yet? Indeed. I I just want to point out like our intermission episodes are still like our least listened to episodes. I mean, they're not great episodes. Yeah. Um but <laughs> but yeah, still. Anyway, go back and listen to the the intermission episode where we talk about bionicles. That one's good. Yeah, agree. Um <laughs> Uh, so, we get a little reminder that Snowman still exists. Um, we also see, uh, WV, uh, having witnessed what he believes to just be John's death. Um, which he gets over pretty quickly. Uh, the tragedy is overwhelming, all hope is lost, oh well. Um, it, I, this is brought up in the, the recap that we get later in this reading, but something that I didn't pick on, upon from the Flash is that from WV's perspective, uh, John's original body, uh, nothing really happens to it, uh, on, like, physically. Like, yeah. the the fireflies gather around it, but he just continues to lay there dead while his dream self is turned into, into his, well, his dream self awakens as God tier. Yeah. Yeah. So WV has effectively just watched John die. So fucked up. Poor WV. <laughs> Poor guy. He, he seems to be over it. <laughs> um we get a little reminder wv tries to escape from the pod uh before realizing that it's out of power uh and we get a we get a reminder that wv actually ate the uranium that was meant to be the power source of the capsule what a what an interesting reminder what what a what a giant pin that the comic just put in that for you what a what a funny little green reminder man um he refuses to use the ring, uh, which he could easily bust him out of the situation. Um, but I, I guess he's, I, he's too. I don't want to call him stupid because that's mean. He doesn't realize that it could be potentially very useful. Yeah, I mean, earlier in the comic, it it shows that he's like very against the the idea of kings, and yeah. and I would assume that like he heavily associates the ring with the king. And him putting that ring on would would essentially be him becoming something that he doesn't like. So I would like to read it like that, um, but I the considering the narration just says uh, it will almost certainly prove to be of no use and has no significant purpose. I I really just think that he doesn't get it. Um, that 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 could be true as well, but I like to imagine that the the. One of the big characterizations of WV is that he's a dumb little boy, and yeah. and I don't like that. I don't know. I, I like to imagine that WV is very capable and knows more than than 
what his silly demeanor puts out. I feel like it's true to an extent. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I like him a lot, and but I, I feel like some. Yeah, I don't know how to. I'm gonna have to just go with the narration on this one because he is like very protective of the ring, and there's like no um other hints that he that like it reminds him of bad things. Yeah. Um. Like he didn't want to make a crown or like what was it like way early on, uh something reminded him of uh monarchy and it pissed him off. Yeah. But he seems to have a very strong adverse noticeable adverse reaction to things that actually do set him off like that. Yeah. So mm. Mm. But yeah, uh guess there's nothing to do but wait it out. So WB's kinda sitting in his little tin can. Um we we Go back to Jade, uh, who is preparing for Christmas in April, uh, while Carcat desperately tries to get her attention. Um, th- this this panel on 3140 is maybe one of my favorites so far. I'll definitely have to use this as the thumbnail. Yeah. Um, where he's too angry and forced to look like shit. <laughs> um, but yeah. This is her, this uh this update came out um I believe on Christmas Eve uh of twenty ten. So this is the Christmas update. Um this whole sequence. So Jay starts out by drawing the Kringle fucker, which is one of my I love all of the little sweet bro and hella Jeff things, and this is one of my favorites just by name alone. Yeah. <laughs> um Dave and Jade working together to create the shittiest Christmas possible is delightful. Uh, and her decorating it with the little, uh, the fruits is great. Um, the conch suck boot as well. Uh, this is a reminder that if you have not been reading Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff alongside, this is your, like, wake up call to go back and read, like, the 13 or so Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff comics that we've not covered. Yeah, they're really good. And, um, and also, we're kind of reaching the point where, uh, some of the, some of the Sweet Bro and Hello Jeffs start putting in some foreshadowing for for the comic itself a little bit a little bit so it, um, it might help to just keep up with those but don't read too far ahead because you'll start getting foreshadowing for things that we will not reach for like another six months <laughs> <laughs> yeah um like the art of sweetborn hella jeff based speculation was something special from the from the olden days where a Super and Hell Jeff comic would drop, and people would go crazy trying to figure out what this could mean for the next update. Yeah, and that happened, like, all the way up until the end. <laughs> when was the last... I mean, I know that the Super and Hell Jeff update schedule really slowed down uh, after, like, the 30th comic or whatever. Yeah, it Yeah, it really slowed down, but it, it kept going. I want to say the last one... Well, no, some, uh, some were posted, like, after Homestuck ended. But really? yeah, I hmm. I, I want to say the last one's a really graphic one about sucking a dog dick, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no, no, the last one is that one, but it turns into "You're Welcome," I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love the "You're Welcome" meme. Um, but yeah, if you're not keeping up with Super and Hello Jeff, then Dave's comment here about immigrants being responsible for the boot probably comes out of nowhere. And makes him seem a lot more racist than he's meant to be. Yeah, I, in my notes, I just wrote Dave question mark. 
<laughs> Bro? <laughs> but yeah, go catch up on Sweeper on Hollow Jeff. There's a link right there on the on the on 3143. It's right there. The also the the image of like the Kongsuk boot like warped to fit into the perspective <laughs> of the panel really makes me laugh. But yeah, uh, Jade gets her own little sequence where she makes a whole bunch of shit because she's been long overdue for one of these. Um, uh, there's, she makes the fluffy ball plus headband, there's the earmuff she makes, she makes a shit ton of computers, just deck her outfit out with, um, so many she makes computers. the Johnny Top. The, <laughs> the, the fucking Johnny Five jokes, I don't know, they're just so funny to me. They're just so, like, they're there, I guess. It's one of those things where Hussey takes something that is, like, not, like, has no humor to it and just forces the meme so hard it becomes funny. Yeah. Um, she makes a, an Iron Man, an Iron Last suit, uh, but doesn't wear it because copyright violation. Um, she makes a nice, an actual nice looking outfit. She makes the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 Proton Cannon. Is that what that uh, is? That is, it might be from Marvel. I okay. I'm a bit of a Capcom nerd. Um, I, I don't. I know that that sprite is in Marvel Two. It it's probably from one of the earlier ones, but I don't know which it. What the first game that Iron Man was playable in. So whatever it was from, that that's one of his supers. Yeah, because I didn't recognize it, and I was like, this looks like something Aiden would recognize. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's the Duddle. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to the Duddle. Um, <laughs> one of the things about the Duddle that makes it so unsettling is the size of it. Yeah, uh, it's th this. <laughs> it's so fucked up. The, when you see the scale of everything she makes, and it's like as big as she is, it's it's a little scary. Um, there's the the other gun she makes. Um, the Green Sun Street Sweeper that I just put down on my notes, like, what is this piece of shit? Look at it. It's so bad. <laughs> this, this is like every meme about, like, a, making a gun that is completely non-functional in a video game. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, there's that, that, that dress she makes that looks kind of cool, the, the anime looking one. Um, there's a three in the morning dress, which is like... Clearly not intended for this character. Yeah. Um. Uh. Johnny Five. Tim. Straight from the movie. <laughs> yep, it's him. Uh, and yeah. Uh, so Jade has made a whole bunch of shit. Happy April thirteenth, two thousand nine, everybody. Um. Let's see. So upon uh, making all of these computers and just decking out every piece of clothing on her body with some kind of computer functionality, Aridan just starts absolutely blowing up uh, Jade's DMs. Um, in typical Aridan fashion, he continues to Im like project his weird like nobility storyline uh, onto the human girls. Um, he, he has this idea that Jade and Rose are somehow, like, arch-rivals, because this is how Aridan views people. Normal. Um, Completely normal. Very normal guy. Um, 
he tries to give Jade Ahab's crosshairs uh, to uh, take down Rose because Erden is now a powerful wizard and it's no use for uh, cr crude weaponry such as guns. Um, and he's so powerful of a wizard that he's he's above Rose and her magic. He's gonna he's gonna show her what's up. Um, what's up? What's uh, Jade brings up her pen pal. Um, which is the another mention of a subject that we've only touched on one time because it was so out of left field, and it still feels out of left field. Yeah. I'm still not ready for this to be in the story. Yeah, uh, her going more into it felt so weird. I was yes. like, I was like, isn't it a bit too early for this? Like, don't we have like another thousand pages before having before having to deal with this? Yeah. Um, the. Jade says, apparently Jade's pen pal, um, who, if we recall, wrote in the dark green text, um, she, apparently, uh, he said that he was her grandson, which is a really weird concept to bring into here, and Jade just kind of brings in the weirdest of it, yeah. speculating <laughs> who his granddaughter, his grandfather could be. It just, it, it, it. It's a perfectly normal question for a 13-year-old to wonder, but it's it's so weird to be in this story. Yeah. Um I like even discounting as a new reader, I feel like this would still just be strange to me. Um I mean, we've had all the stuff with like Carcat and his shitty shipping chart. Uh but the the actual, like, implied concept that Jade has a child with somebody who then has another child, it, it it's so strange. Yeah. Um, it feels completely alien in this, in this universe where human procreation has, is completely lampshaded by plot devices, and alien procreation exists to be a joke, basically. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's weird. Um, I I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, Aridan introduces the concept of troll ancestry. Um, and uh, trying to f ha having an ancestor who you share most of your genetic uh makeup with, and then trying to follow in their footsteps. And um, that's something you we we all need to put a really big pin in. Yeah, I feel a little bit weird about this too because. That is something that comes up in the comic, and he gives a pretty, uh, pretty plain description of it. Uh, if you know what happened, like the events that are coming, and the narrative yeah. that's coming, but, 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 the that that the comic gives this explanation to like the Nazi kid obsessed with like, like genetic hierarchy and traditionalism and all this shit. It it makes me feel like I just need to take everything he says with a giant grain of salt and not believe him. Yeah. I yeah, I I understand that, but but like knowing what's coming, I I can't help but just say he's he's being truthful about it and it is something that that we need to keep in mind for like future character analysis. He keeps it more or less truthful. Uh I, what does he say here exactly? Um, let me find it. It's so hard to just control F shit because of fucking typing. Uh, 
He says, anyway, a lot of us believe we're meant to trace the footsteps of those ancestors, even though even though we can never know them. Uh, and on the on that journey, we can become we can come across belongings they once had because we were hatched to find them and finish their work. Ah, right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a pretty he says some of us. So I, I he's not speaking to everybody and he's he's one of them. So, OK. But yeah, however you choose to read this, and I think that it's, I, I'm, I think that it's worth like taking his personal analysis of the grain of salt. It, know that it does come up later, and he does, he isn't just talking about nonsense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I hate that. Uh, right next to that line, um, his type like he omits the G from forsaken, forsaking, because it just looks like foreskin. And every single time I have opened this pester log, like, my eyes, like, zero in on that. Like, I'm like, why does he say foreskin? Wait, no, that's, that's not, that's not it. I hate, um, I hate the way he types so, so much. <laughs> He's such a, I hate Baradan. <laughs> He's amazing. Um, great character, fucking hate him. But yeah, uh, he does more... Of his weird Aradan elitism where he has to own a concept uh, and get really mad when anyone insinuates that it might be real. Um, And now he's like a Reddit, like, I love, I fucking love science guy because of the magic. I don't know. Aradan is strange. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, he, he goes on a little tirade about fate and how it's not real and then blows up Jade's computer. Thankfully, it was just the Johnny Top, uh, not anything on her body. Poor Johnny Top. <laughs> uh, gone too soon. But yeah, Jade elects to... Jade does not want the gun, also. Um, Aridan... I, I would also feel weird about accepting a gift from Aridan, so she just kind of throws it out on the ground. In a very, um... Gee, I wonder what could happen to that way. Yeah. I wonder what will happen to that. How does that end up uh, with the bunny in a smaller form, I wonder? Hmm. That's that's for Hussy to know and us to find out. Um, we go to this sequence uh, where it shows a big countdown as various events pass by on... Uh, various events from the Trolls end of session pass by uh, in the in the view. Yeah, this um, this little sequence uh, just really feels like it's like ironing out the the sequence of events and like how far they take apart. Right. While at the same time um, showing us funky numbers that have meaning. Yeah, I I have expressed I expressed a lot of, uh, a lot of times, especially very early on, like concerned about how hard it would be to keep track of everything that happened. Um, but I do have to say that as we get to the more temporally complex parts of the story, Hussey has done a pretty good job of organizing it in a way it's easy to process. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of good things to say about the recap as well when we get to that. Uh, and I know you, I know that I'm the one who reads those, so. I, 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 I read this one too, don't worry, but I didn't really have anything to say about it, but we can get to that when we get to that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so we get this t countdown, starting 10 hours, 25 minutes, uh, we see the Jack slice open the, the house, um, the, at the end of the session, um, half, like, six hours and, t about six hours and 12 minutes later, when there's six hours and 12 minutes left, um, 
we see Jack destroys Prospect. Um, an hour after that, uh, past Carcat wakes up. Um, makes you wonder why there's an hour between, or I guess he was, I guess he was in his, in the dream bubbles for an hour. Yeah. Like, not bubbles, because they doesn't exist then. Yeah. But he was, he was seeing the horror terrors for an hour. Oh, what a fate. Um, after that, uh, the Durst streamer, uh, Nepeta and Feferia are sleeping about Durst. And uh, a variety of bot is pestering Solix, uh, two computers away. Um, so we, we zoom in on that and yeah, see what their conversation I, is. I, I think it's worth noting that th- th- this is happening a minute before 4.13 left on the countdown. Right. Um, another thing about this image on 3181 is that Gamzee is nowhere to be seen. Yes. Wait, no, he's right there. Wait, is he? He's, he's in front of Riska watching oh, wait, Fepri I, on the prowl. I missed him. I was trying to be ominous and I completely fucked up. Wait, is everyone here? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, they're all here. Okay. They're all here. Okay. My bad. The gang's I'm all stupid. here. I'm stupid. Um, is that a Tinkerbull plush? I, I like to imagine that that's just fucking Tinkerbull's corpse, but but Tinkerbull was prototype, so that's that that wouldn't work out. Imagining Tavros just carry around Tinkerbull's dead corpse like adds a whole new dimension of awful to his character, and I'm almost disappointed that that's not the case. Man. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, Solix and Aradia have this conversation. And boy, um, is it a... Man, it's a tearjerker. It's a tearjerker. It made me, it made me sad. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Um, Solix is also a little bit of a dick. Yeah. Um. It's fine. That's, that's just in character. This is like in character Solix being a dick. Um, but yeah, Aradia wants to say something, uh, before... She says she has to go. Um. Solik says where, and she says she doesn't know. Um, but she wants to apologize to Solik for the bad luck he's had, and that's it. Um, it... She keeps it pretty short. Um, I think Aradia feels a degree of response... I'm, I'm pronouncing her name the other way now. Um... <laughs> I think that she feels some degree of uh, guilt for what's happened. Yeah. Um, and this is just because of the way the recap frames it later. But the recap, to skip ahead a moment, uh, describes Aradia as being like, at, at, because of what Briska did to Aradia, and how she ends up uh, being like this ghost psychic. Um, she ends up being directly responsible for a lot of the events in the session and ultimately kind of the driving force behind the session specifically. And that kind of put it in a way to me to, it, that kind of framed it to me in a way that like, I guess that she probably feels bad about everything that's happened and that with this apology, I guess. Yeah. And man, that sucks. It's not her fault. Um, but yeah. She also kind of ominously hints um, that uh, Solix asks if Phil ever see her again, and she says, I don't know, but if you do, it will probably not be with your eyes. Um, Which, also at, at the current point, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, Solix isn't the seer either. Uh, so that's just kind of like big question mark there. Um, also, Aradia, this is one... I I don't 
I can't confirm this is the first time that Radia says she doesn't know something, but it stood out to me being that she responded to a question with, I don't know. Um, just a question about what will happen. Which is uh, very uncharacteristic of her. Yeah. Um, but yeah. She tries to make her emoticon smile and fails. I mean, uh, most of her, like, knowing things came from uh, other Aradia bots from Doom Timelines and them communing with one another. So, considering what happens next, uh, th- there's probably no way for any Aradia bot to know after after this point. I mean, I'll counter that with saying that she was doing that before the bots were a thing. Um, like, at the start of the session when she put Solks to sleep, uh, so he would end up waking up, uh... I mean, I mean, the, the, the bots posted in, uh, one of the... They their own memo. Yeah, they were, they were memos, so Aradia at all points in time has access to those memos. I guess so, I didn't really, I wasn't really thinking in terms of, uh pre-bought having that, but I guess she probably did. Um, but yeah, at the same time, this is... Uh, I think the uncertainty being there is intentional. Yeah. But yeah, um, she gets up and gives him a hug to Equus' dismay. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Um, and then uh, backs off and explodes. Tragically. Tragic. You hate to see it. Yeah. You really hate to see it. Um Solix hates to see it, especially. Um Poor Solix. Yeah. Um what else? Uh something that I I'm not so this is um like four thirteen before whatever happens is going to happen, right? Yeah. At what point does Durst get destroyed because that's a thing that happens. Um, I and the, I think the, it's the, worth noting that N- Nepeta woke up before Aradia actually exploded. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll find out next episode. I I oh yeah, shit yeah I I know that for a fact I've already, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Let's go. Um, but yeah, uh, we skip ahead about another hour, um, to Terezi watching the Doomed Dave that the, uh, Alpha Timeline Dave didn't, did not kill on his quest bed. Um, he wakes up and, and, uh, attempts to contact Terezi, um, to which she only responds with a solitary frowning emoji before Jack spawns in and violently murders him. Off his quest bed. Sad. Um. Uh, yep. Rip. Rip another Dave. Uh, Carcat sees this and tries to intrude and comfort Terezi, uh, to which she blows him off pretty violently. Um, I kind of see this as just the, the, the Carezi sh- uh, ship has sailed. Um, it's gone now. Yeah. She so yeah she she runs off and teleports elsewhere in the meteor, uh, leaving Carcat to suffer, uh, and anti- and harass Jade. I I I do think it's interesting that we got 
a, a timestamp for when this little sequence started and when it ended. Uh, I don't know if there's any meaning in that, because the fact that, like, it points out that it's... Terezi leaves at 314, which is 413 backwards. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um... I think that because it's the last panel of this whole sequence, that is that it's just meant to kind of seal it out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a countdown to a thing now. Wonder what that thing is. Wonder what it is. Um. But yeah, Rip Karezi, uh We don't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> kind of a bad ship. Um. Bye bye. Um. I- I'm. I remember I I like Karkat still, but I am still kind of of the opinion that nobody deserves him, besides maybe himself at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, I can see uh, that. <laughs> um, not even in like an Aradan way where I just think he's awful, but he's he has some things to work out before he should be in the dating sphere. Yeah, that's my Karkat. That's my current Karkat take. Karkat watch. Um, let's see. So we seal out that whole. Uh, sequence with the countdown. Uh, to go back to Jade, uh, after she's kitted out with all her new gear. And so one of the things she's made is the, the, the Junior CompuSooth Spectagoggles, which is a combination of, I think, Rose's Crystal Ball, uh, and her computer and her glasses. Yeah. And they let her zo- zoom in and watch anything happening at any area in the, in the Incibosphere. Um, kind of thematically in line with her role as the Witch of Space. Um, so she sees John on the battlefield, uh, after his ascension, um, wondering why he's not answering any of her messages. Uh, this is a good reminder that John at this point has no computer, uh, on him. Yeah. Inventory <laughs> gone. Yeah, he's, his inventory has been completely cleared. Um... She views Rose, uh, who is on uh, the low hack, um, talking to Doc Scratch, presumably. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the same like symbol that was used when. I presumably, yeah, I presumably, I mean, like definitely. Yeah. Um. Also, in the background, you can see that the big record platform that uh, Bro put that uh, scratch in. With the, I assume that's what that is with like the yeah, energy. Yes, that that is what that is. Yes. Yeah. Um, she attempts to view Dave, but apparently there are currently thirteen Daves, uh, scattered around the Incibosphere, including Dave Sprite. Um. She tries to view Dave Sprite, but uh, is only met with the sight of the bloody pendant that we saw, uh, which, rip Dave Sprite. Um, she sees uh. The deceased bro as well. Um, and then uh, noting that the Dave count has dropped from 13 to 12, she also sees the the recently deceased Doom Dave, which has got to be really distressing for poor Jade. Yeah, in, in just these three pages, a, a lot of... Uh, Jade, Jade's kind of seen a lot. A lot of... I mean, I mean, she didn't see like a dead Dave sprite, but the implication is there. But she has seen at least two. She's seen two plus like dead human bodies. Yeah, really fucked up. Poor Jane. Yeah, brutal. Very brutalized dead human bodies. Um, 
but yeah. Uh, in distress, she reaches out to any Dave uh, that she can get in contact with. Um, and I believe gets a response from the the Alpha Dave. Um, I think this is Long Sleeve Dave. I I think it is too. Yeah. Um, she he assures her that uh any dead Daves that she's seen are were doomed or offshoots, and that he is the real deal and he's doing fine. Um. He. Uh, tells her about Jack and how he's the guy who's kind of... He's in charge of random teleportation murders right now, which is a great way to put it. Um, Kind of horrifying that your ultimate boss is stronger than anyone... Too strong for anyone to stand up to and can at any point just show up and murder somebody. It's... It's scary. Uh, I I feel like this is a good point for me to interject and and tell a, a, a story from ye old bucket stuck uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, because it was a role play server. Uh, of course we had someone, uh, as as Jack, and uh, he's he's still in PND. Shout out Justin. I know you're not listening, but I hope that you are. Uh, he he was he was our Jack, and back then, boy howdy, was he really good at at teleporting to random players and just killing them with a god weapon. And then just teleporting away, and perfect. It, it was it was so perfect that that our uh the our Tumblr would get asks of of people just complaining about him, asking for him to like stop or for something to be done about him just killing players, and the the answer was just always he's in character. He, yeah, he's the, he was the most in character person that we ever had on that server. That's actually perfect. Big shout out. Um. Uh, also reminded uh, reminded that like people at this point people were calling Jack Becknamar, yeah. which is is never a name that I have liked. I I don't like it either, but it it makes sense. Yeah, especially at a later point when when the the name Jack and and other names associated with Jack are like all over the place and it's hard to keep up with, like. Okay. I think the distinction that this is the Jack that is is prototyped with Beck is a good one, it, but the name is not good at all. Yeah, I guess we can use it for distinction's sake, but I'm gonna avoid using it as long as possible. Yeah, that's fine. It just doesn't sound right to me. Um, but yeah, uh, Jade also brings up the subject of breaches the topic of Bro's death. Um, which is something that I actually find really interesting here, because like in terms of Dave's reaction to it, um, this this is a pretty jaded Dave relative to the other characters, but it's still only been three days for him since uh, Bro died. Yeah, and his reaction is still very nonchalant. Um, I don't think this is the first time this is touched on uh, with him, but it. I view kind of Dave and Jade's conversation as a little bit more special because Dave drops his guard a little bit around here, I feel. Yeah. Um, but he's still very, uh, in almost like indifferent about it. Um, kind of says, yeah, it was a pretty bizarre relationship. He says meh, uh, about bro. Um,. I like the way he puts it, uh, it, like, it's some kind of vague unspoken semblance of kinship, 
Um, Which is a really weird way to like talk about someone, and it really, it really gives some insight into how Dave felt about Bro. Yeah. Um, I I hope that there's more on this later. Um, because I like the Strider family dynamic was something that we focused on a lot uh in our early episodes yeah. oh don't don't worry when when other things happen in the comic and other characters come into play oh yeah that it's very much brought up and talked about very very on the nose and and deeply i i would say dave dave is probably the most well-developed character in homestuck mm-hmm. and it, we will get to that <laughs> okay but yeah, um, here he's he's both he's very indifferent about it, but you can tell that he is shaken. Um, the the comment about think he said he thinks he thought about taking his sword, but he couldn't. I think is like very uh, that shows some vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and I like. Even with even with how he is with Jade, I like this is obviously a very guarded way of talking about it. Like saying "meh" about bro, like there's absolutely no way that the death of the the person who raised you wouldn't elicit some kind of strong emotion, no matter how strained your relationship was. In fact, I think if it was a strained relationship; it would be more emotional. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I find this very odd, um, and noteworthy. Um, the line about, uh, camaraderie among ironic rapping roof ninjas is pretty funny, though. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, um, Jade kind of interrupts this, uh, before Dave has to talk about it for too long, uh, and just starts saying, you know, we can't let Jack get away with this. Um, at which point Dave says, we can't really do anything about it because I'm still kind of stuck in this whole stable time loop bullshit. Um, and then reiterates, like, we can't do shit about him. We have to go through with Rose's plan and just try to get him out of our universe, uh, to somewhere he can't hurt us. Um, he ends on this kind of, uh, this ominous line, uh, I'm not gonna do the bullshit troll thing and tell you what you're gonna do and then just dare you not to. I'm just gonna say what's next is up to you, and if you later want to talk about it, I'm here. Which is, I, this is a very Dave perfect way of, uh, doing this, I think. Yeah, it's good. Um, so Jade at this point uh, does what she's about to do, uh, and that that feeling of mounting dread that we talked about a couple episodes <laughs> ago really comes back really hard. Um, she uh she has the she she, she thinks back to Tavros's idea of um of using Beck uh and. When she attempts to contact him, he's still lying at the floor of the stairs that he fell down on his way to confront Briska. Um, so she lures Beck uh, to to the laboratory. Um, he, he shows up, and she tosses her dead dream self into the sprite. Man. Oopsie. Oopsie. <laughs> Uh, and, I, yeah. Um, so now we have Jade Sprite. Uh, who, 
upon realizing her own existence, immediately has a a breakdown. Um, we we cut back to the countdown sequence with the trolls just to to just the last couple seconds it... of <laughs> of of the countdown. Um, and we see a, a bloodied Gamzee, uh, grinning, watching what is described as a new beginning. This, this, this panel alone is, uh, man. It's, it's, what, is there a word for something more than foreshadowing? Cause it, it, it's definitely more than foreshadowing. It's a cliffhanger. It, it's a cliffhanger, but like at the same time. It's a reveal, I guess. Kinda. Would be a word for it. But yeah, um, something's going on with Gamzee, I guess. I I can't believe uh, Gamzee is the most important character in Homestuck. That's the 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 line calling Gamzee the most important character in Homestuck is both like. It it I want to say it's dripping with sarcasm, but at this point, it's like not. Um. Like, Gamzee is now... Gamzee, like, is now going to be a major villain, unfortunately. Yeah, we have not seen... I, I want to say we haven't seen Gamzee since Dave sent him that link. I, I may be wrong, but I want to say that was the last point where we saw him. That was the last chronological point we saw him, yeah. Um, yeah, uh... Something's going on there. His his makeup's all smeared. He's he's actually watching the time. He's watching Jade. His 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 computer screen is smeared with blood, and he's all scratched up. Uh, yeah. It, it he regards the miracle of a new beginning, um. Which, also, uh, as the ball drops here on this update. Or on this page, uh, where Wait, was this? Was this update posted on New Year's? This was uh, January first, two thousand eleven. There we the go. Ball dropped. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, this was the New Year's update. So, the ball drops. Uh, J- Jade Sprite's wrath uh, destroys the tower, and the, the lab is spent is sent snowballing down the side of the of the mountain. Um that her house on top of and comes to a rest eventually where uh the the fourth wall is exposed and we can see there's some kind of some kind of room on the other side at which point the comic takes a bit of a break uh to do a, a hussy intermission wow it's lord english wow it's him wait no it's not <laughs> um Hussey has he's he's wearing the the Cairo overcoat. I believe it was named in the intermission, um. But he he takes it off and uh, he 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 drapes the fourth wall in it. This is the point where like as a reader you start you should start questioning like wait what actually is Hussey doing? Because now he's in like a phys a, a physical location that exists in the comic, and like is interacting with characters that also exist in the comic outside of his weird little bits. Yeah, and also he has an item that was that was seen in the intermission. Yeah, uh, he's fucking real human person. Andrew Hussey is fucking around uh, on Alternia, presumably. 
Um, and we have no idea why or how. Um, Miss Paint is there. Shout out Miss Paint. Love Miss Paint. Um, I believe this is her her second appearance after that minor cameo in that one flash that I was like, that's Miss Paint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's got Cal there as well. Um, who is no longer real. He is now drawn. I don't know if that that was that happened the last time we saw him with Hussey. Yeah. But we no longer have to deal with real image of Cal. <laughs> <laughs> um also I guess comment that like last we saw Cal he was like all stitched up and fucked up. Yeah. Um This Cal is flawless. Not a scratch on him. Um, but yeah, Hussey, uh, after the little establishing of where the fuck he is, um, we, uh, he types up another recap, um, which, uh, sure is a recap? Yeah. Um, this one is in all white text, so it makes you highlight it <laughs> as you read it, which is fucking annoying. It's not um, that but bad. Yeah. It's annoying, uh, but it's not that bad. Um, I think that this recap is functionally a lot better than the previous recaps. Oh yeah, uh, the the fact that like it's split up by character perspective, it, it makes it so it's, much it's, easier. It's, it's so good. But but like I said, I actually did read this one, and I didn't per- personally. I I I'm in my own mindset. I didn't find anything worth bringing up from my end. But did you br- find? Anything that you haven't, like, brought up already? Uh, no, I wish I did. Um, the only thing I really had that, like, made me think about it was the Aradia thing, uh, where it describes her as being, like, um, or kind of kicking the whole axe of Hybin into, into reality. Um, but I just, I just think that this recap is actually really nice because of the, the character thing. Yeah. Splitting it up. It, it does a really good job at clarifying things that, mm-hmm. that, may be confusing but like i said i'm I'm coming from my own perspective and things were already clear to me so listeners i'm sure if you read the recap things would be pretty ironed out for you right now <laughs> um yeah it's when you have two different functional timelines three different because dave is off in his own little bullshit uh, it really, it really helps to have it split up by timeline and by character perspective. This is, it, it's a very good recap. Yeah, and 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 we can now refer to 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 the the countdown as as, as the countdown to the critical event, whatever <laughs> the critical event may be. We definitely whatever don't know. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, Hussey returns us to the other side of the fourth wall. Um. Where the newly birthed Jade Sprite is is not coping well with her... She's having some kind of existential crisis. Um, she's not happy about existing. Um, she, she wants to go back to where she was with her friends, um, which is all said in very vague terms. Yeah, uh, th- we get the implication of an afterlife here. And, yeah. and the fact that... <laughs> Poor, poor, poor Dream Jade was ripped out of the afterlife back into normal life. It's kind of fucked up. Kind of fucked up and has, like, 
gigantic like implications about like the what life and death mean in this universe yeah. in paradox phase. Um uh, yeah, Jade Sprite is really upset uh not only about that, but also she she is overwhelmed by her new sprite status, or I guess her fusion with Beck. Um, she describes it it's too much to the, the sight. The sun is way too big and bright, and she can't stop seeing it. Um, but mostly she's upset about where she, about uh her her circumstances. Yeah. Um. The yeah the only other mention of the the uh of an afterlife has been like the dream bubbles that for fairy requested be set up yeah um but like th- this is this just being like dream jade resurrected is is it's very strange um jade th- this jade only has seems to have the memories of like what actually happened to her pre like at the point at which Dream Jade died is where she stopped, like, that, she only has those memories, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but as Jade tries, to, Jade tries to bring up, um, things that have happened since, and it just further sends her spiraling. Um, she, she's, John didn't die, and then that brings up Prospect, which makes Jade Sprite even, even, even sadder. Um... And this goes on uh, for a bit uh, until Jade kind of uh, sobers up a little bit and starts trying to persuade her with like, hey, like, I know all these things should happen, but we're here now. Um, all of our friends are still alive besides whoever was on Prospect. Um, we're here, like, circumstances are what they are now. Uh, but Jade Sprite is just, just will not snap out of it. Um, Jade delivers this whole, like, inspiring speech about trying to, about, you know, what are we fighting, what are we fighting for? <laughs> um, but just not working. Uh, Jade Sprite is just, Jade Sprite is, like, in full Doomer mode. I'm not forcing that. That was, like, my first thought when I read, like, 3245, where she's talking about how, like, there is no hope, just shit is fucked. Um, it feels really out of character for Jade, I have to say. Um, it's really weird to read. This is, this is the, the moment I'd like to take and say, listeners, no matter how hard things get, don't take the black pill. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it doesn't make things any better. Don't go doom remote. It just makes everyone around you hate you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jade gets fed up with it pretty fucking fast here. Um... She starts, like, beating up Jade's... Or she starts, like, throwing her around. Um, she's... She wants... She she wants Jade Sprite to go and fight Jack Noir. Um, pull yourself together, you blubbering goddamn pansy. I believe that's a line from one of the Exiles in the Troll session. <laughs> um, Jade, Jade talking like a member of the Midnight Crew is, like, a really unexpected development. I, I like it. Yeah. Um... I, I I'm liking Jade uh being forced to to assume this role by circumstances. Um just please want shut the fuck Jade yelling at somebody to shut the fuck up is just 
such a new direction for her character. <laughs> but yeah, um, she is subsumed with rage, and and this is only interrupted when Carcat uh interrupts her tantrum. Um, I. <laughs> I described Carcat in this conversation uh, previously in our chat as, like, inexcusably horny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there is... It is... It is not okay to act like this. Um, there is no... There is no reason for... Let's just get into what happened. Okay. Um... Carcat, uh is now, uh, Cargat has become aware that, uh, Jade is now in, in some kind of fit of anger with, uh, her Lusa Sprite, her self-prototype Lusa Sprite. Um, he keeps, like, leading, like, when Jay starts to describe the situation, he starts leading her on, which is saying, hmm, interesting, which is part, uh, smug, smugness about uh, being on the other side of a past in the f of a past future uh, screaming match that he's not the offender in. Yeah. Um, and then like really weirdly, his own idea of like Jade and Jade Sprite making out. Um, Man. there's no reason for any person to ever be this horny under any circumstances. Man, he, he on 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 thirty two fifty one. He he he's got that look on his face. He's got that. He's got that. I'm putting the credit card information on the Nutaku account. Look. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Your fat CEO login, give it to me. <laughs> this there was some exchange we had on Twitter a while back. Uh, yes, where... <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> he said, "Like you're not going to steal my booty farm progress." And I think about that like <laughs> on a at least weekly basis. Hey, I gotta find it. That that's like top. <laughs> <laughs> the the original tweet was if you don't click the cunt wars ad and play it for at least 10 minutes every time you see it i just don't think we're on the same wavelength anymore and then <laughs> you said give me the nutaku login and then i said as if i'm letting you ac have access to my fab ceo and booty farm progress fuck off. <laughs> check out my character in hashtag cunt wars <laughs> oh my okay Successful derail. <laughs> Extremely successful derail. Um, but seriously, car, talk car cat, car cats. What's going on? <laughs> we need to talk about this conversation. Um, the, the. I want to uh, call back to when car cat was considering um, whether he was developing black feelings for his own uh past future self his own future self yeah um and, and it's just so it's so like we've seen the trolls imprint like imprint onto the the kids before like 
Riska has been nothing if not like imprinting her own image in, onto John. Um, but like Carcat doing it in this way is so strange. Um, like <laughs> it, 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 it really feels like it comes at like the image on thirty two fifty two of like him fantasizing about the two jades making out. Just it, it just feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it. Carcat. <laughs> it should be a crime to be this horny. We, we've got to cancel Carcat. We've got to do. <laughs> this is the last straw. <laughs> this is it. Um, the like. It's one of those cases where this being multimedia adds to it so much because if the. If you didn't have this image at the top, it would you would not read this conversation like this. It would just feel like weird. Yeah. But that and like the the little Freudian slip where he says like make out with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um God, it's so funny. Uh This also, I think this is also like Carcat's formal introduction as like Jade's patron troll. Yeah. Um Tavros out of the game. Goodbye. Thank God. Thank God. Although Carcat here is not doing much better. <laughs> oh, oh my god. I I'm like examining this for, for points because I don't I don't I don't know what to point at in specific. Um like he's like pushing her in the direction of like making up with uh her with 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 her past self here. Uh, but he's doing it because he he's horny. Yeah. The, um. The <laughs> the the notion with with grappling with a different version of yourself is a very a very a very big theme of Homestuck, and the fact that it's manifesting right now through Carcat's horniness is so fucked up. Yeah, he's like doing a bit of a nice guy thing too. Um. I mean, like, it's, it's, I guess it's, like, textbook, like, nice guy, quote-unquote, to try, to be nice, but only in, in the hopes that you will get some kind of sexual gratification out of it. Yeah. And that, it's what he's doing here. Like, he's saying, like, he, he apolog, like, this is his apology, uh, that was hinted at before. Um, but he's doing it because he wants to, rec like, show Jay that he's reconciling with himself throughout the timeline, but also that she should do it, um, for his own pleasure. Which, it does feel really slimy. Um, Come on, Carcat, when, you're you're better than this. Come on. I believe I do believe he's better than this. Um, and I wish he would stop. Every character has has their their lowest point. This is hopefully this is Carcat. Hopefully, hopefully, um. The, the the actual image of like him fantasizing about this is one of those things that like if you if you asked me to name every panel in Homestuck before we got to this, I would not be able to name it. Uh it would be in the in the large pile of things that I have no recollection of. But the second I saw it, like it hit me like a freight train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those. But yeah. Um Carcat, uh Clears his head, thankfully, um, and and dismisses this image. Uh, to get back to 
the point at hand, which is what has to, which is what has to happen, uh, for the plot to progress. Um, there's a lot of, like, vague talking around the, the fourth wall, like, the physical object. Um, which, finally, we're getting, we're getting some fourth wall stuff besides Hussey. Uh, but yeah. Um, and he kind of, uh, formally sits in, he kind of formally assumes the role of patron troll here. Uh, where he basically is like, well, I'm, I'm here to help you out now, but I can't tell you exactly what to do because plot and you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, but Jade's first instructions are to turn off the fourth wall and then draw it. And, and she does. And then the comic ends. And that's yep. that's our page range. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Looking back on it, I, I I should have gone with my instinct of adding just a few more pages, but I couldn't resist doing the 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 reading starts off with a panel being turned off and then ends with a panel being turned off. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good gag. Um. But yeah, uh, I know. I mean, I think this was a we got a we got a nice hour of discussion out of it. It was pretty good. Yeah, I very um, much could have ended on like a very big cliffhanger, but oh, you dickhead! I <laughs> there's a cliffhanger before the cliffhanger. Um. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think that was a pretty good one. Um. Not. Again, a, a pretty light reading, all in all, but we got to talk about, uh, Carcat being fucking weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> little, little, we had a little, we had a little splash of Aradia before we get some more of it later. And we have Jade Sprite now. Jade Sprite, uh, what do you think of Jade Sprite? I, for the longest time, I've, I've never really known how to feel about Jade Sprite, mainly because of things that will happen later. Mm -hmm. uh, but I I try to be understanding. She, she, she is a version of Jade that was in the afterlife for a, an unknown amount of time, because as we know in, in this comic, time is kind of not real and doesn't really matter all that much. Uh, so ripped out of the afterlife it's fucked up and i i try to be understanding that she's sad about it but goddamn <laughs> yeah i think jade spread is also interesting because um this is like our third self-prototyping instance that happens but it's the first kind of instance of existential horror in this comic i feel like yeah um like I know that it plays with it much, much later, uh, with unwill, like, I don't want to exist, but because of the actions of this stupid video game, I am forced to co comprehend what, I I'm forced to struggle with my own existence. Yeah. And it, it is, like, even though Jade Sprite is weepy and kind of annoying, it is actually legitimately pretty compelling, I think. Uh, not as, not, not quite as disturbing as the the previous sequence that we ended on, but the the concept of, like, 
existing in the afterlife and being like anywhere and being happy and suddenly you are you're pulled into this this new body that you're unfamiliar with in this new role in this universe that you had left behind god knows how long ago and you are now suddenly like the world is riding on your shoulders is it's horrible yeah i i do feel bad for her um and i (laughs) i feel like it was maybe a little bit short-sighted of jade to create an entire sentient existence uh yeah how like that like how quickly it happened like yeah she messaged tavros he didn't respond and then immediately she goes to plan b which is just tossing in stuff stuff dead dream self yeah like the other part is that the other two we've seen, Aradia and um and Dave, like did it themselves. Like, uh, but this is like, like yeah, it was involuntary. And Jade kind of uh has maybe accrued a bit of a karmic debt because of it. I will say, yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously, being like thirteen years old, you're stupid. But I, it, it, it seems so, um. I guess Jade's kind of carefree attitude up to this point has kind of suddenly come back and been like, damn, fucking ouch. Yeah, and I, I feel like Jade Sprite is a good example of uh, one of the things that will crop up in, in other parts of Homestuck, that uh, two different versions of the same character aren't always going to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And that's something that the character has to deal with like jade is acting like that at a certain point in time and despite the fact that she is now in the future and she thinks oh i would have never acted like that it's like yeah you you would have because that's what you were like at that point in time yeah and it's kind of ambiguous at this point because we don't know how long jade sprite was in the afterlife and like yeah what that was like for her but it's a very um it, it it's a way to show like character growth. Yeah. Uh like we saw with Dave Sprite when he was first introduced and how he was so much more competent and uh, equipped to deal with the circumstances at hand than the than the immediate Dave. Yeah. Um but it's the opposite this time where like Jade like regular standard Jade as we know her has gone gone been been put through a lot of random shit in a very short amount of time and has kind of hardened up as a result of it and she is no longer like the the same person that we that she was at that at at, at the end of act four, four. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i don't want to say that it it it, it, it it kind of goes into something that I don't know how to feel about this comic, which is the, the time frames of it, where we've been doing this for, like, months now. Yeah. Um, we've been reading this for months now. And it... And when people were reading this when it came out, it was for years at this point. Yeah. Uh, this was... Th- this update marked, like, the advent of the third year in which Homestuck existed. This is This is in 2011, and it started in 2009. Um, but I almost feel like it occurring over, like, a single day is a little bit of a detriment, almost, because it makes it feel less authentic if you 
step back. It, it like if 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 your your sponge of disbelief slips, it makes it feel less authentic, I guess. Yeah, uh, which is like it's one of the reasons like why I prefer later Homestuck, where it's not all taking place over one day. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it it does seem more unrealistic, despite everything. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a very <laughs> it's it's a very fantastical comic, but I feel like it would be a lot more. Um, I, and I I'm fine with it, but it, I feel like it would. Uh, you could you could stretch this out and make it occur over like a a a, a days or weeks. Yeah, and have it be a li- bit more believable. Yeah. Um, not to say I think that it, like, hurts it, hurts it, but it, 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 it feels strange to consider the time frame of it. Um, I, I feel like Hive, Hivemen occurred over, like, weeks, and I, I think that, uh, may, if I were in charge of doing this again, I would maybe try to make the kids' session resemble Hivemen a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on that. Because it, it. I like seeing that Jade is now a bit more, for lack of a better word, jaded. Ha! Uh, ha! Ha ha! But, but it's very weird to be like, oh, this is Jade and Jade from, like, four hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> or I get however long it's been in the kids' session. It's not been that long since, uh, since Prospect was destroyed. But yeah, I think that, I think that irons out all of my my thoughts for this reading um do you have any anything else that jumps out to you that you want to get on the table uh hmm. not anything pertaining to the reading uh <laughs> i'd just like to give a shout out to the developer of of uh pester chum the the real life pester chum uh they announced like three days ago that it's going to be shutting down so f f after all these years, it's 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 so fucked up because they're they're shutting it down at the end of December, which is when Flash is going out. So oh my god, it, it, <laughs> it feels like a countdown has started to the end of Homestuck existing. Homestuck is dying. Uh oh god. Uh, a daily dose of um Flash player existential dread as well. <laughs> but yeah, um yeah okay. Uh, what are we reading next week? We we are going to be reading, and boy, boy, howdy, do I hope that it, it it's it's a good page range. <laughs> uh, thirty. We're going to read to thirty three fifty nine. So that's thirty two fifty six to thirty three fifty nine. All right. So almost in a, a nice hundred and three pages. I I think we're going to have a, a a good amount to talk about next week because as I was skimming. Uh, to find to find a stopping place. Thing th- uh, visually, I, I took note of things that were like, "Huh, that's happening now." <laughs> and that's my favorite kind of reading. Uh, when things that you think are going to happen ambiguously in the future just happen. Yeah, and I I think you in particular are going to be like, "Oh God, oh fuck, it's happening, it's starting." Uh, smiles. Smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Any smilers in chat? <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, uh, alright, let's, 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 let's fucking go. Um, yeah, I think that I have now exhausted, uh, things to bring up, and we have, we have cleared the hour mark, so I don't feel compelled to just talk about random bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, uh I think it's an appropriate time to take it to the close. Uh, before we take it to the close, 
I just want to say, this entire time, our our lovely editor Alex has had his his like uh his status set to the Joker emoji, the the fucking <laughs> which what Jared Leto Joker. Yeah, the fucking picture where he's like got his hands on his head and he's screaming, and I'm just wondering, <laughs> Alex, is everything okay? I you're you're gonna be editing this like later tonight. So just feel free to say in, in, in the admin chat, yes, John, everything's okay. <laughs> we're so sorry. I think we're all feeling a little bit Joker-fied right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, dearest listeners, you have been listening to A Homestuck Podcast. I am your co-host, Aiden. I'm your co-host, John. Um, I would like to give... A- listeners, big shout-out to all of you. Uh, for sticking with us and listening to us babble about uh, bullshit uh, every week. Um, I would like to give a bigger shout-out to uh, the aforementioned beautiful, beautiful man Alex uh, for putting up with our horrible time schedules and making everything we do possible. Um, and I uh, hope to catch you again next week with uh, 3256 to 3359. Yeah. Alright, peace out everybody. Let's go!